Fortnite guys like this is your host Taylor Stroll and boy I am tired. There's nothing like a voice crack to start off the show, <laughs> huh Miss Sullivan? There ain't nothing like it. I just want accolades for not talking over the intro and outro music yet. Yeah, you have not done that yet. Although the, I love that the first thing that you did on today's show is laugh at me. That's the first thing you did. <laughs> I, I yell at, like I always do. My it's voice how I spend the majority of my time with you, too. You're just like, ah, ha, ha, you dummy. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Hey, Allison, while we're making Hi, fun of each other, yes, happy please. Easter. <laughs> happy Easter to you. That's, he is risen. He is risen indeed. indeed. Oh my gosh, we are <laughs> we are so cute. We this is the, the <laughs> you and I are not like the the model token like know everything about Catholicism Catholics. Oh But no. we just we just faked that one because yeah, that was good. We did not plan that. I feel like everyone needs to know that. <laughs> what, what, what would have been really funny is if if you said that and I did like the millennial version, like he is risen for sure, <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> Totally. That needs to be a thing. It That's does. really funny. It does. Shout outs to John for Christ sure. and his for sure movement. For sure. Okay. Fur shirt. Is speaking of Lent, did you wear a fur shirt? <laughs> for uh, sure. For, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about anymore. <laughs> like you never heard of like wearing a fur like wearing what like are they camel called? hair like John yeah. the Baptist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I'm a, fresh out. <laughs> 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 I don't have one of those. <laughs> no. I, I, I feel like you would. Give me one. I will. <laughs> I'm waiting. Oh, man. Okay. This is fun. It's Easter. Which, it is. Which means that Lent is over. Uh, Hallelujah. Oh, yeah? Yes. Celebration. Celebration and thank, just thank God it's over. Like uh-huh. I was, I, You don't want to know why I'm thankful that it's over? Because I didn't do a good job. <laughs> I elaborate. I need some details. Okay. I like to know about your failures, Taylor. (laughs) Then we're going to get into yours. (laughs) Fair. Okay. So I told everybody at the beginning of Lent that I I wasn't going to tell everybody what I was doing. Sure. Because I didn't want to jinx it or I wanted to be holy. I don't know what the reason was, really. I I mean, I I feel like that's biblical. Yeah, like don't let your left like left hand know what your right is doing, which is f- like physically impossible. Like okay. unless like you just can't feel one of your arms. Like yeah. y- y- I I know my left hand doesn't. I guess okay, one of two things: either my left knows what my right is doing because they're connected by my brain, or my left hand knows nothing because it's a hand and it can't think. Okay. <laughs> so either way, that scripture just never made sense to me. <laughs> But I think it's supposed to mean don't tell people right. what you're doing to try to grow in holiness mm-hmm. because, one, it would take the holiness out of it, or two, when you fail at it, they'll know. That's what we're going to do today. Uh, <laughs> you're just going to proclaim it. So part of my humility for Lent is happening after Easter because I didn't do a lot well in Lent, so I'm doing it now. Which I know is okay. like totally against church teaching. Well, God works outside <laughs> of time, I hear. Yeah. <laughs> but, but here's here's the deal. Like before we even get into this, it's like I feel like I'm always like I want to be the balance and the force. Like both internally I feel that. Like I need balance and the force internally, but also like I want to balance what's going on. So like during Lent, I am like all like make thoughts and fun again. Don't forget joy. Mm-hmm. Don't live your lives like Lent. Right. And then I have a bad Lent. 
and we're in this time of celebration. And I'm like, guys, right. guys, guys, calm down. Like, we still need to grow in holiness. We still need You're to- just a contrarian is what I'm hearing. I'm, I'm a Jedi. <laughs> I want to bring balance <laughs> to the force. It, that's, that's what I want to do. Just that's let, just I, let yeah. me have it. Let me be a Jedi for a while. I relate to that somehow. It's like if I'm supposed to do something, I'm just naturally inclined to resist. You're, it's my personality. I stopped listening after you said somehow because you're it's like it's like you're surprised that you agree with me. <laughs> I, I indeed. Yes. That is for what just sure. <laughs> for sure. That is what just happened. <laughs> I'm like, wait, we agree show's over. I think I, yeah, exactly. I think you I think you are like I don't know, I don't know. Like I think I I see that in you and I think yeah. it, I think it is the contrarian like I like I want to be different or Fight the man. Well, like, for, for example, me, it's just laziness. <laughs> in the fifth grade, which I know you weren't born yet, but when I was in the fifth grade, everyone liked New Kids on the Block, and I am not, I wasn't there for it. And here's why it had nothing to do with their music, and it had everything to do with not going with the flow. I just really needed to run the opposite direction for some reason, and it felt important to my personality to do so. Okay. Okay. So I'm a millennial, and what we what we dealt with was in in sync and sure. Backstreet Boys. Like same, we, same. We had to pick. Like you had to be an in sync person or oh. Backstreet Boys person. So who did you go with if it wasn't New Kids on the Block? I mean, I guess Debbie Gibson. I don't know, but I just was not going to fall all over these boys who, frankly, weren't even very cute. So now we need to end the show because you just made a reference on a show for young adults. By some, no, I don't. You they, don't know Debbie Gibson. I don't know what a Debbie Gibson is. Stop that. What did, What does she do? I get lost in your eyes. <laughs> well, <are> you- <laughs> <laughs> if I could sing Taylor, I would be belting it right now. I'm having I'm having images of slow dancing at a at a middle school dance. Okay, moving on. We're gonna go back to my Lent. Okay, fine. Uh, I I thought we were gonna talk about my failures first and then yours, <laughs> but you decided to flip that order. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So so what did you what did you want to do? What did you not do? Here's what I wanted to do for Lent. Yeah, and it it was a lot of miniature changes, like because kind of the whole like anti Exodus 90 thing. Like I don't want to make all these huge changes at once. I want to do sure. all these little ones. And yeah. then I failed at that anyway. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I had, I wanted to get back in shape mm-hmm. both. Yes. There's always going to be 10 to 50% of me that wants to look good, but there is this other part of me that's like, I want to be alive for my children. It needs I to have, be healthy. I need, I have heart issues at the age of 29. Sure. Like, I so need there's to vanity be... and practicality. Absolutely. Just, yeah. Like that's, that's my inner being in a, in a sentence. Sure. <laughs> um, so I was like, I need to be healthy, but I had just pulled my hamstring running with the, my track team. Fantastic. Hammies will get you every time. I know. Mine don't work. So I was like, okay, I need to, I'm going to do a 15 minute walk every day. And when I've done this well, it's like a de-stressor. Sure. Where I go out, at, like I get home, end of the day, end of the night, go on a walk, and usually I'm listening to my like my my podcast where, where it's like helping me pray, sure. uh, the Pray as You Go podcast. Uh, so I was like, cool, because part of the other part of this was 30 minutes of prayer a day, mm-hmm. and that's like that's like bit, like I'm supposed to do that for work, like I work in full time mission, sure. uh, ministry as a missionary, and it just hasn't happened the last yeah. month or two, or like before Lent. So I was like, I need to do this better, and like. It went well. I maybe did it 50% of the time, mm-hmm. which sounds bad because I was supposed to do it 100% of the time, but that's probably double the percentage of what I was doing before Lent. So sure. still, minor improvement. The 15-minute walks, 
I I was I think I did it every night for the first week and a half, uh-huh. and then I never did it again. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I'm very tired and yeah. and busy. Isn't that interesting though? Because you you finished it feeling more peaceful, right? I mean, I would imagine. Yeah. So why do we not recreate the things that make us feel good? What is wrong with us? I don't know. And I, I, I think what's, what's weird for me is like all of these things, like none of the things that I've done on here are new, except for there was one specific book that we'll get to that I was reading through. Um, that was the only thing that was new. All of these things I've done before and they have worked before. Mm-hmm. So I was like, if they've worked before, then, they'll, then they should work again. And I, yeah. like, I still couldn't bring myself to it because I'm a dummy. Yay, Easter. (laughs) Well, I've, you know, I feel like when I, I, finishing my Lent, the biggest realization for me was I feel like we can kind of boast about our own um, self-sufficiency. So we can kind of look back on our Lent if we were really great at it and be like, way to go, self. And I'm... Is that how you talk to yourself? I... Good job, <laughs> self. You look fantastic today, self. You cute, You're cute um, self. <laughs> but you know me. Looking back on my Lent and its you know collection of failures, wait, is, we're not to you yet. Well, but this is what I want to say though about not recreating the things that make right. us feel good and what's wrong with us is that this is all about Jesus. Right. This is just all about Jesus. I can look back and go. Holy smokes, I have very little to offer here. And so I'm not going to boast about, you know, how great my love is for Jesus. I'm going to boast about how great Jesus's love is for me. Dang it, Allison, you just made the point that we're supposed to make like at the end, at the end as we move into break. Ugh. So now we're going to end the show. I always do that. Darn Debbie Gibson. We should have stopped after her. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, I had grand aspirations to just learn more about fasting, I'm so bad at depriving myself. And that I, was the, your last, your last. Uh, I know, in the show we talked about which fasting. gosh, you made me spill all the beans in public with a microphone. So <laughs> talk about talk about your left hand not knowing what your right hand's doing. Like your left hand's doing what you don't want your right hand to do. <laughs> so that's your, that's your version. But I really did want to learn a lot more about about sacrifice, even in little ways, things that were really manageable, like you said, just, um, you know, and I had a list of questions, you know, for myself, like, do you need that? Are you hungry? You know, and so just these little barriers to grabbing, to instantly grabbing, because I grab for comfort, we all do. And I had, you know, a list of five questions of, and it is amazing to me, the mental acrobatics that I can go through in order to convince myself that, yes, I do need that. And here's why it doesn't matter. And here's why it's no big deal. And here's why it is humbling, to say the least. So I, re- I did have a few successes, though, and they felt good when I had them. Um, you know, ending the day with feeling like, okay, that is something I can do. And then filing that away to say, I can do the hard thing. Um, is it easy? No. But I know that I can do it. So I don't know. My, my Lent was kind of a a mishmash of successes and failures. So you, yeah, it's, it's interesting to hear you talking about the successes and failures back and forth. Mm-hmm. My biggest success was a failure. <laughs> yeah. This is the weirdest thing because I was traveling on a Friday. Uh, like, no, eat, don't eat meat on a Friday. I was in an airport all day. Mm-hmm. All three of my meals were in an airport. Yeah, traveling's it, hard. It, it, was, it was crazy. You want to know how to get sick very quickly? Eat seafood two out of three meals, and beans in the other meal. Oh, gosh. 
because I was so sacrificial, mm-hmm. I was sick for my entire trip oh, wow. because I had a little tummy ache. <laughs> Because I ate airport shrimp Seafood twice. in an airport. Oh my gosh, guys! Don't do it. Don't do it. Just, just tell, just have a little conversation with Jesus <laughs> and be like, "Look, dude, I got to work for you. I, I, I'm, I'm here to talk at this conference, and I really don't want to be plus beans. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Tummy ache, baby. Mm-mm. So, like the tummy ache, see, it seems a little weird to con. con- you know, complain about that like f- four or five days after you know the cross. Like I understand that it's not as big of a deal. Yeah. But like, can I give up meat on Thursday? Mm-hmm. Like, can I do right. that instead? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, because I I did it. I was a good Catholic boy. Mm-hmm. I I did not eat meat because that's gonna make me holy. And then I was sick for three days. Yeah. Thanks. Don't get too far ahead of yourself. <sighs> but you know when I think of so. I spend Easter season just weepy. I feel like you're either weepy at Christmas or Easter. Like people are either Christmas people or Easter people. And I'm an Easter person. Easter just undoes me. And Peter, there's something about him and his personality that just breaks my heart. I'm a Peter. You might be too. Are you a Peter? I just We can all tell at this moment that you didn't listen to last week's show. Very good. Oh, sorry, Taylor. <laughs> I have not gotten there yet. I'm behind. But you know, just speaking out of turn and for too long and all that jazz. But right, right. But here's what I want to say about him that really struck me about my Lent at the end is, you know, at that the very end when Jesus has made breakfast for him and he says, Do you love me? And he asks him with agape. The word agape. And Peter Peter answers him with phileo. (laughs) We're all very hungry. (laughs) My mind is. (laughs) But Peter answers him with phileo. And so he's saying, do you agape me? And he's saying, I phileo you. And he's just so aware of his frailty. But, you know, after this is all said and done, he's just so aware. And that's where I am right now. Right. You know. And it's interesting you, you say that part because we. We did talk about that a little bit last week, but yeah. like the, this part, this connection I've literally never made until you just said that today mm. is like, so there's this prayer that I say, when I, but when I go up for a communion, I've been saying it since I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And the last line, mm-hmm. as you're going up to receive Jesus, is mm-hmm. um, uh, help me in my imperfect love to return love to you. Yeah. So it's like, it's this recognition of like, yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't love you like yeah. you love me. Yeah. I, I can't. Like you died, rose again, and then turned yourself into bread to mm. be with me. Like I can't do any of that. Mm. You know, I can't do any. Yeah. I can do the dying part, I guess. Like that's the, I can do one third of what you did. Mm-hmm. But like, it, it is this, like in my imperfect love in Lent, because it didn't go well. Like all of these things, like I, Ignoring uh, limits on my phone, uh, ignoring Bible app, not ignoring Bible uh, app notifications, uh, mm-hmm. not cussing. Like, again, it went down a considerable bit. I gave myself a 70 out of 100 on the yeah. cussing thing. Yeah. Um, reading the Memento Mori book, I read like three days. Like, yeah. not not very good. So, like, I, I averaged all these things out. The one that I did, I did one well. And this one drives everybody crazy at my office. <laughs> I'm dying to know. Because for Lent, I said, you know what? I'm going to turn off my phone for Mass. Because we all know that I think that the offertory hymn is Catholic intermission, and that's where I check the scores and check text messages and all these kinds of things. Wow. So I said, you know what? I'm going to be present for all of Mass. 
And I turned off. My, I did that 100% of the time. So I am a little good. proud of myself That is there. good. And no one else is proud of me because they're like, you're an idiot. You should be doing that all the time. But I'm very proud of myself okay. because the amount of times yeah. that I reached into my pocket to pull mm-hmm. out my phone and mm-hmm. it was off. like mm-hmm. it's, it's just a natural instinct sure. for me. Sure. And I was just like, oh, it's off. Oh, I shouldn't be doing this. Like I finally started having yeah. those realizations because okay. it wasn't just like all that's built in from when I was a music director at a parish. So I was at five of the same masses every yeah. weekend. So like one mass, I would pay attention and every my phone would be off. The other four, I was on my phone because I can't pay attention at all mm-hmm. five masses. So it's just leftover stuff from all that. So that was good. I did that 100% of the time. But even with that 100%, if you average all of – I did my percentages this morning. If you had to grade on a scale of 1 to 100 my Lent, I got a 37. Hmm. That's, that's, that is not passing. That's not very good. It's not very good. Not the worst grade I've ever made on a test, but not very good. Luckily, Jesus is victorious. Right. And, and here's, <laughs> here's the thing. It's like this, it's so on brand for me to, to mess up this much. Like this is, this is who I am. I make mm-hmm. a 37 on the things that I try to do for Jesus. And then every stinking time, it's this whole idea of like, you know, like, Allison, you can't plan or you can't do a sin because you know that you can go to confession, right? Like, that's not why I didn't do any of these things. I didn't do any things because I'm a broken human being and I mess up, right? right? But at the same time, like, my Easter, but despite all of it, despite all of it, my Easter experience was amazing. Like, I went to Easter Mass and, like, that, the, the whole, like, Triduum experience, there was this quote that I was reading in one of my Lenten daily devotionals that I read the day before Easter because I was still in Lent. <laughs> It's internally, <laughs> and it's this. It's this. Uh, it's a quote from the from the uh, perspective of the father. It says, "I know everything about you: your darkest secrets, your biggest failures, all the mistakes you have ever made and ever will make. And I love you anyway. I accept you and everything you are. You can af- approach my throne with confidence." And like that is. It, like that quote is the is the quote that drives my spiritual. It's life. so good. Like, yeah. I, like it's the first time I ever heard that quote. But like all things like that. Like yeah. that's that's what I need because I come to Easter and I'm like, look, here's all I got. Right. I did 37 percent of right. the things that I said I was going to do. Yeah. You did a hundred. Yeah. Like I I tried. I'm sorry. And like every time it's not this like you messed up. You need to do better. It's I love you. I sacrificed myself for you anyway. And that inspires me to be better than this 37%. Right. Yes, absolutely. I'm always holier Mm -hmm. in Easter season Mm -hmm. than I am in Lent because I'm, because then I'm like acting out of this thankfulness, right? That is awesome. I love that. Then Then it really becomes a response. But I feel like that calm acceptance of ourselves, the calm acceptance that we are both divine because we're made in his image and his Holy Spirit is within us and then dust you know, that we are sinners that will never be worthy of a kingdom, not on our own. When we can calmly accept both of those, then we can be so supremely daring in our quest for holiness. Absolutely. This I is love awesome. it. Thank you. Look, I'm glad you made the point early now because we got into <laughs> stu- we got into more stuff that I well, yeah we got more we've got more Taylor there's we, always more there is always more speaking of more we're adding more people to the to your ear holes whenever we come back Father Joseph Anthony Cress uh, campus minister chaplain over at the University of Virginia who just won March Madness he's gonna join us he is an absolute blast don't go anywhere. Oh, 
hello, Miss Sullivan. What you doing? Taylor, hi. I thought we were in the commercial segment of the podcast. Why are you here? What? I'm, what is going on? Why are you here? I'm looking around, trying to figure out. Where am I? No, you're staring at me in the eyes because you're like, <laughs> well, I don't know what's going on either. Uh, one person complained. Just uh, one? Just one. About how they didn't like that the ads were the same. And they've been the same for about two or three months or so. Like, I was being very fresh for a while. And then I just was like, eh, whatever. Here you go. Yeah. Because they work. Like, people are buying stuff. I mean, I have a speed up button for that. But go ahead. Oh, I mean, like, just, I don't know why people don't skip 15 seconds like I do when I listen to other people's <laughs> podcasts. But whatever. You can put it on two times where it's like. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, So, Allison, does does anyone you know have beard, have a beard, lips, or skin? Mm. Well, lips. I mean, everyone except the bird family, right? We've all got lips. This is everyone. This applies to everyone. I don't. I don't know. I think everyone has skin. I think there are people without lips. I've seen like in superhero movies, like some burn victims (laughs) without lips. Trying not to laugh at that, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We're not recording. Um, so <laughs> You always say that. <laughs> uh, well, most people, everybody at least has skin. So we, uh, Catholic Bomb Go has something perfect for everybody. If you have a beard, we have the best, absolute best bomb. B-A-L-M, not bombs. That would be weird, and you couldn't get into an airport with it. Uh, I love it. I use it. It makes me smell great, which is a rarity before I use this thing. And it makes my beard look and feel good, and my wife loves me more. But also, there are things for your, there's lip balm, and there's, what do you call it, skin balm? It's not skin balm, it's like lotion. A hydrating feature. Yes. Aloe. The hydrating feature aloe. Shea butter. I don't think they have (laughs) shea butter. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know about the lotion, I don't use it. But no one's excluded. No, all are welcome That's in this right. place here at mm-hmm. ForteCatholic.com slash bomb, <laughs> where you can buy all of this at 11% off. Do it now. Welcome back to Forte Catholic, the game where everything's made up and the points absolutely matter. Although there are no points, which is strange for us today. But Allison, if there were points, I would have 17. You would have 21. You're in the lead. Oh, good. But our guest today, Father Joseph Anthony Kress, I was going to say he has more points, but he hasn't done anything. So he's losing right now. He has zero points. There's time. I, I really don't like coming in as a loser, so we're going to have to correct that here real quick. Well, I mean, it just means you're going to have to be good. Like, you're going to have to bring some hard-hitting content, some good stories. It's early. It's still early. Okay. It is early. Okay. Here, here's what we do. You don't want to start at zero. I'll give you one point for your, for being a priest. Like, you get Thank one you. point for just being... Just one? <laughs> just one. Allison, you're doing great, apparently. That's, that's all I could get is just a little bit of, like, we'll give you a, a charity point because, you know, the whole Jesus thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. How, how many years were you in seminary, in formation? How many years was I in? Uh, about seven. Okay, like you have seven years. points then. You've done nothing since then, but those seven years okay. you really tried hard. That's a super biblical number we got there. Nice little seven. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, you are you are wearing all white today because it's yes, because it's still Easter. Why are you wearing all white? No, no, uh, I'm wearing all white because I am a Dominican friar, and that's what we do. We rock 
clothes from about 800 years ago, <laughs> fresh to death. Uh, so good. So, so good. So what do you do after Labor Day? Uh, we still keep wearing right white because uh, we don't care. We don't like, care. I am shocked. Care fashion. I'm shocked that Taylor knows a white rule, a seasonal white rule. Oh, absolutely. I don't follow any rules, but I know them. Oh, I'm, it's shocking. <laughs> Just like we talked about in the last segment yeah. where I broke all the Lenten rules. That was fantastic. Uh, Allison, do you wear white after Labor Day? I try not to. I'm a rule follower Here, as it goes. Here's my question. Here's my question that I don't know, Allison. This will make you feel better about your, your understandings of me. Technically, isn't every day after Labor Day until the next Labor Day? Like, when does that stop? When's right. the cutoff? It's a good question. Like, Post-Labor Day. I thought there's a Memorial there's Day a, Labor Day. I, yeah, there's transition. a Memorial Day in there. So you have this very short window. And, you know, I like to wear all white during that window. <laughs> <laughs> so fresh and so clean, clean. <laughs> Throw in pops of color. <laughs> also looking like she's going to, like, a P. Diddy party. Just, like, <laughs> white. Everything's just clean. Yeah. So we had this, we had a male pageant in high school. I was in this, in said male pageant. And I, I wore an all oh, white yeah. tux, all white tux wow. saying lean on me with my very not white friend. And we had an absolute blast. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. Speaking of fun and what we wore, I, I met, I met you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know exactly where this is going. I met today's guest, Father Joseph Anthony Cress, who has lots of names. I'm still not sure why. There's a hyphen. It's very confusing. But um, we met at Seek in January, and we've become best friends since, essentially. But at best. Seek, I'm, I'm talking to him. Uh, I had been trying to get a hold of, of Jennifer Fulweiler just because I knew that she was at Seek. And I was like, hey, I've been on your show before. We've actually never met in yeah, person. Right. Can we... Can we meet up in person? You sang a ditty for her or something. I did. Yeah. Just like you dressed for Diddy, I sang <laughs> her a ditty. And we're just having a blast over here. Today's uh, segment brought to you by Diddy. Uh, uh, yeah, we're going to go to break and it's going to be brought to you by Forte Catholic, Ciroc, <laughs> by Diddy. Gosh, <laughs> yes. I forgot about that. All, all the people that gave up alcohol for Lent are really happy. They're like, I want some Ciroc. Like all these people who have never, good. don't even know who P. Diddy is. And Ciroc sounds fine. Um, so I go over to meet Jen Fulwell and she's, you know, super, super cool. And I go and I meet her and, and then she's, you know, she has all of her adoring fans. So the person that I, that was talking to Jen whenever I walked up to her was Father Joseph Anthony Kress. Got it. So then I start talking to her and then she starts talking to everyone else. So me and Father Joseph are just like. I guess we're friends now. <laughs> right. This is how this is going to go. We're like, okay, there are two dudes and like 25 females here. So I guess we just automatically became friends. Right. <laughs> I like how you said 25. There were like 20,000 people there. And you're like, there are seven of us. We're just sticking with that number seven. We're just going with that yeah. the whole rest of Details. the show. So we talk, we chum it up, we have a good conversation. And then like later that day, he comes by the booth and we have an even more in-depth conversation. It's one of those things that like a conversation that like you would have with like a really good friend, like yeah. about like frustrations and disappointments. Mm. And it's like we met 20 minutes ago yeah. and now we're having this deep conversation. I love when that happens. And it was great. And everything like, I was like, this priest is awesome. And then the big moment happened. This is, this is where it got real. So like I do want to take it back though. Like your booth at Seek was kicking. Mm. Okay. It was it was awesome. People, you had a prime location, 
and it was just people were in and out. Uh, you would have a Nintendo Switch rolling, yeah, or something like that. And um, so I just like kind of came by, and I don't know what it was that kind of kicked off our conversation, but it just kept rolling and rolling. Before you know it, we're like two hours deep into this conversation, <laughs> just being like, "Yeah, ministry. You know, this is the life that we live. These are the sacrifices. This is the struggles, joys, and kind of sharing back and forth of what that looks like." Um, even though we, we both deal with different types of ministry, they're very interconnected in that, that kind of shared experience mm-hmm. of, of it was real. Mm-hmm. And so like two, three hours deep, we're like, ah, I think we should like go break because like, we'll just get lost here real quick. <laughs> like, we don't like pull a ripcord on it. And, but, and, I, and uh, I was like, this guy's been paused on Mario Kart for three hours waiting for me to come back. I kind of feel like I should go finish that round. <laughs> and you turned around and it's your son. He's like, I'm hungry, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't my son. It was Matt Frad's son selling everybody's lunch back to him. That kid was a hustler. We talked about that before. That was awesome. But, okay, so we, we have this great conversation. And then a few hours later, time is not a thing at Seek. I don't know when it was. But a few hours later, I, I'm walking by and weird things happen at Seek. Like there was yes, a priest with things. a mullet. That wasn't him. But then this, <clears throat> like this oh. full T-Rex costume starts walking by. And there's 20, you know, 18, 19, 20,000 people there. Like, I don't, I don't know this T-Rex. You can't see who it is. <laughs> then all of a sudden, the T-Rex starts talking to me. And, you know, like, they, there's, like, the T-Rex head. Like, in, in all these, it's, like, big characters. There's, like, the head, and then there's, like, this. Inflatable ones. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then, yeah, there's this little, like, peep hole that you can get, like, the person's face the can mouth. see out. Yeah, or, like, it was right below, like, in the neck area. Okay. So I'm yeah, looking yeah, at right. this. I'm staring at this dinosaur in the neck, you know. Why is this dinosaur talking to me? As one does. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and then, and then the dinosaur says, it's me. I'm like, who's me? Like, I can't see you. You can see, you can see me. It was, it was this man oh wearing a, 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 his Dominican garb inside, inside of, a T-Rex. of a T-Rex. And then I just hung out with a T-Rex for a while. Oh, that's it, was, it was a bizarre day. That was our three interactions that day. And, and they just like kept escalating. Higher, higher, <laughs> and it just like the absolute pinnacle was our interactions in the middle of a. I think you had a guitar, you were singing songs, and I just like ran up in the T Rex, and you kind of had that fear in your eyes. <laughs> I've seen you this movie. Gonna I'm gonna, gonna die. <laughs> Part of was like, I know he's not going to take my guitar because he has tiny arms. <laughs> I'm not sure what else he's gonna do. It was it was terrifying and silly, and I also like how you said that our our interactions escalated. Like order of priest importance, meeting conversation, the yep. deep theological ministerial conversation, but the pinnacle of all of it is meeting as a dinosaur. Totally like that's that's the peak. Yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the stance of the Dominican friars. Actually, I didn't know if yeah. you knew this, but <laughs> that, that that's what we're all gunning for right there. So this is how we met, and I'm like, okay, this guy's awesome. I like him. We started following each other on social media, or at least I followed you. I think you followed back. I'm not quite sure. This is awkward. Okay, yeah, we're gonna... I followed back. Okay, good. Uh, and then like, I was like, this guy's doing some great things. You are the, the campus minister at, at, Virgin- at the University of Virginia, right? Yep. I'm the chaplain down here at the University of Virginia, Wahoo Wah, uh, national champions. It's great. Um, but yeah, uh, Central Virginia is beautiful and wonderful, uh, but you're in Texas, so that's weird. You're weird. Yeah, I know. 
So you, you know why you're weird? You, you Okay, so priests often say things confusing, and when they do, it's because they're speaking in Latin. You're speaking another word that no one else understands that became pretty popular at the end of March Madness because your team won. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you so much. Uh, what is this wahoo, 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 wah? What does that mean in Latin? <laughs> um, so it's like this unofficial mascot of the University of Virginia. So on the books, the University of Virginia are the Cavaliers, you know, go Cavs. But um, there are some different traditions in battle cries through the University of Virginia. And one of them is the battle cry, Wahoo Wah. And you just shorten it again to like the kind of unofficial mascot are the Wahoos. Um, and then that gets even shortened further to being the Who's, H-O-O-S. And so... Hmm. Um, our our ministry name, our branding, are the Catholic Who's H O S, which is always hilarious when you're telling people what your email address is, uh, or different things like that. They're like, "Who? What? I? Are you guys illiterate down there?" <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's the kind of story behind it, and it just is this unique little uh, kind of battle cry and mascot, the Wahoos. Um, yeah, I, I've. I've had we've had some questions about like the who's who in church. We've never had a what's who's. Yes, <laughs> like right, right. This is the first time that's ever been, that's ever happened. Uh, so then, okay, so we we got connected. We started talking, and then like we, we a lot of one of the things that we had talked about because you go on Jen Fulwire's podcast all the time or in a radio show, and I was like, right. well, I need to get you on at some point. And then you know, like four months later, I finally texted you and said, hey, will you come on in twelve hours? And you're like, sure, I'm not busy. <laughs> I, uh, I just, it's just the Monday after Easter <laughs> <laughs> in the morning, right before you have to go hear confessions. You're a good person, <laughs> much better than me. Uh, but everyone knew that because they've heard the show. Uh, and, like, which by the way, I think puts you ahead of me in points now. I think now yeah, the ranking, ah, I think, yes. I think, what did you have? You had 21, 21, yeah. 21. Um, I think I've lost a few points since we started. I think I'm down to like 12, Gap is narrow. but you're at like 19 now. So you're in second place. Okay. Okay. We're, we're getting there. We're Thank moving you. there. I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, you're about to lose some points, though, because we were talking about you getting a okay. podcast. And I was very excited about you getting a podcast. Yes. I, I was like, I want to help this guy out. Like, I feel like he has a voice that people would want to listen to. Uh, and then the Lord emphatically said that that shouldn't happen when you and I were having a conversation about this podcast. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, like, we had talked. I mean, I was sitting in a blue baker eating my lunch. And then he calls and is like, hey, I, I want to do a podcast. I'm like, cool, let's do it. Here's how you do it. And he was all excited. And then he got in a wreck while we were on the phone. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am driving my, my car. I'm just like trucking down and I'm kind of getting excited and getting like working out in my head. Right. Okay, like, what's this going to look like? How do we want to roll this out? Yeah. Uh, the campus minister here in the ministry, Corinne and I, we're talking, we've been talking about it for a while. So we're like really balls getting moving. And as everything's like really progressing, moving in the right direction, one thing stopped moving, and that was the car. In front of me. <laughs> <laughs> wow! And I was like, ah! And it was just—it wasn't bad. It was just a little kind of love tap, a little like uh, schmooch. Yeah. And I was like, uh, Taylor, I'll call you back. I just got in an accident. He's like, what? I was like, I'll call you back. <laughs> oh my god! The amount of times that that has happened to me. Apparently, okay. I'm distracting. Hold on. Why does this mean that the Lord emphatically said no? Could He just be saying, "Pay attention"? 
could he just be saying slow down? <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand the Lord, which is why I have Allison here all the time and, fa- and a priest of the Lord here today. He, he works in mysterious ways. Yeah. Like insurance claims. <laughs> <laughs> the lady was very nice. He called me back like 45 seconds later. Everything's fine. What do you mean everything's fine? <laughs> this is not fine. It was it was really amazing. Like both the vehicle in front of me and myself, we immediately pulled off into a parking lot and I get out of the car uh, and I'm in the habit. I'm like kind of upset because I'm like, oh, this is totally my fault. And she gets out of the car and goes, it's fine. Didn't even look at the back end of her car. She's like, it's fine. No big deal. I'm just want to continue on i was like okay uh, i want to get away from you <laughs> yeah, yeah. that has happened a number of times i get out of the car wearing my sure. habit and people are like oh we're good just keep on with your life <laughs> it's, it's no problems here here take some french fries just go <laughs> it's like i uh i, I got money <laughs> from the hilarious. wreck but i'm also going to hell because i extorted a priest yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. At least you were wearing that and not the T-Rex outfit. That would have been yeah. a little strange. <laughs> she would have been like, "Okay, there's a reason why you hit me. Like, yeah. You couldn't drive. You couldn't like turn the steering Those wheel with tiny your tiny little arms. arms. It's the tiny hands again." So, here's what I want to do. We we have a few minutes left. I want to talk about the ministry that you do. Um, because you are working yep. with college students and a lot of our audience is young adults. So what are the things that you have noticed as a priest working with young people? What, what are the big things that young adults need to stay connected to their faith and, ha- and find a place in the church? Um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's really interesting because when we work on um, college campus and what happens a lot is they are looking for basically two things. Um, we live in a culture and a society that has delayed maturity basically to the age of the university in the Mm -hmm. college uh, time. So um, students are for the first time really experiencing independence Mm -hmm. and thus they're kind of searching for who they are. Mm -hmm. A lot of what we talk about with the students is like understanding who, who we are and our identity. And, um, that is, that's just so important. And I always kind of go back to uh, John Paul II. And he said, you know, Jesus Christ reveals man to himself. Mm-hmm. And in this time where there's so much chaos and everybody's kind of telling them, hey, you do you and you figure out who you are. And, you know, that's good for you. Then that's good for you. I'm happy if you're happy type of a thing. But there's this deep hunger inside of them that says, well, actually, I don't know what makes me happy. And I want to, I want to be drawn into something greater than myself. Um, and so helping to kind of understand that human desire and speak to that and help them to encounter the one who does tell them who they are, you know, that they're the beloved sons and daughters of God. And it's from that identity that they can take on anything else that's coming along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the first thing that we really deal with is just helping them to understand who they are and who they've been created in the image and likeness of. So, like, how, how does that happen? Because, like, a lot of, like, we're all, to- everybody that grows up in the church is told, you're a daughter and son of God, you're yeah. a child of God. Like, how do we get that, like, how do you, how are you able to get that to set in with, with people who are like, okay, this actually means something in my life now? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of uh, just being there for them. I mean, a lot of these conversations and a lot of what happens is, um, you know, we've increased our sacramental presence. We we started doing adoration on on grounds, and you know, we have three daily masses for our students. Like we, we have a really robust sacramental life, and that that's where it all has to begin. 
but um, a lot of it is drawing from that experience, but also just be like a lot of it is going to be when, um, you know, when they kind of get sick and tired of the party scene, mm-hmm. that, that's really when it, when it happens, like somebody will show up at mass on a Sunday night at 9 PM and realize they're done with it. Mm-hmm. You know, the, that, that one frat party the, the weekend before just, it, it, it's not what they really want. And another aspect is when they're dealing in the classrooms or they're looking at applications and resumes and internships and, they kind of get everything that they'd set out for their first year here. And they realize that they're still not happy. Mm-hmm. Like that hasn't satisfied them. And so I think a lot of what we do is when we find that hunger, when they express that hunger is to be able to sit with them and try to kind of explain why they're still hungry is because there's that lack of, um, lack of identity. And so we just kind of work within those contexts and it's constantly having our antennae up for those types of situations those types of just moments where they're like, it's not enough here and, and to search for more. I really love that age of human because I think there is some, I think they're the perfect human being and I know they're not really perfect, but that's just the silly stuff. But there is something about that age group that has perfectly balanced humility. They're young and they know it. And then a little bit of life experience. And so the combination of humility plus a little bit of wisdom is just such a delightful combination. And it was at that moment in my own faith journey that I saw myself not as God loves his children, okay, but no, God loves me, his child. There was something about that that became very individual. I, I think that when you picture you know, God loving his children in this, this big embrace, up until that point, that young adult point, I saw myself just outside of it. And there was something about um, relationship, you know, all of the things that you're talking about entering into real relationship um, that made me feel like the one, you know, that it became very personal. So, and I think that's part of like the kind of coming of age, you know, you start exactly, to come into your own exactly. independence, your individuality. Yes. It's like, okay, I have something to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, it's, it's so easy to still continue to get caught up in, everything else like there's the you know there's the what is it the wall street uniform you know with the the chinos and the patagonia vest Mm -hmm. like if people still are drawn to blending in sure um and when you can start to tap into like hey no no no, you are individually specific wonderful um there's something unique about you and that's good there's a lack of accountability that that way if you can just blend in then you don't have to to do anything about it and so there's no response, you know, to the love that he gave first. It's not necessary if it doesn't really apply to you. Yeah, absolutely. So for somebody listening who is is hearing this as a young as a young adult that doesn't have the community like you guys have uh, on your university, like what's what's the take home for them? What's the thing for them? It's like here's what you need to know and or do t- to to take the next step in your faith, or just to know who you are, establish your identity. And I, I think it really is, it can be daunting, right? Because sometimes we convince ourselves, it's like, oh, I'm the only person who knows the totality of who I am, <laughs> and I'm not always happy with that. And so that's terrifying because you don't want to enter into relationships or anything where you are found out as a hypocrite or a fraud or you're struggling or whatever, um, and you don't want to broadcast that. Um, but uh, what I encourage people to do, like, 
you said they may not have this kind of natural community of proximity that mm-hmm. uh, college campuses and college ministries provide is that immediate mm-hmm. spontaneous proximity. Um, I would say you got to smart start small. You know, um, I saw a beautiful survey once where they're like everybody like no matter how popular you are, no matter how busy you are, how successful, it pretty much boils down to everybody only has about 200 to 250 people in their life hmm. they interact with on a regular basis. And I would say even out of that, you have to find maybe three. Hmm. If you can pick your three and share a life um, in, in a real way, don't just share residence, don't just share meals, but to begin to share a life together, um, that's where true community begins. Mm. And, and um, a, one of my friends once told me, you have to belong before you believe and believe before you can act and behave. Yeah, um, that's good. And so if we want to really change kind of um, how we live our faith, we have to understand that we belong uh, first, belong yeah. to God and help each, to belong to each other. And then we can deepen our faith and belief and uh, deepen how we act and change how we behave. Yeah, that's really good. Well, Father, I'm glad I'm glad you said that because you're definitely one of my 250, but unfortunately, you're not one of my three. So we got to let you go. Our, 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 our time is up. Our time is okay. up. But hey, I think I, I think you did really good. It was just like if you're watching one of those sports shows where they're arguing and you get points as you go through. You yeah. made a bunch of great points. Uh, yes. you, you have 22 points, narrowly beating out <laughs> Allison for the trophy that doesn't exist. Well I'm very, deserved. I'm very, well deserved. very proud of all of you. Father Joseph Anthony, how can people find you on the interwebs? Okay. Um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at J-A-K-R-E-S-S-O-P. Awesome. Guys, go follow him. He's a blast to follow, and he's a great, great example of what the priesthood should be. Thanks so much for coming on today. I appreciate it. It was a joy. We should do it again sometime. Oh, God ab- bless, guys. absolutely. Thank you, Father. Adios, guys. We'll be right back, Allison and I, for our final segment of the day. Well, hello, Allison. Taylor. <laughs> People are going to get tired of tearing us if it's just the Fancy two of us meeting the whole you show. here. Wow, this is amazing. Uh, Allison, does anyone you know have feet? A couple. A couple? A couple of feet. Uh, no bird victims on television <laughs> with no feet for some reason. Uh, yeah, we got some great things for your feet from our buddies over at Sock Religious. Sock it to me. I'm loving doing this with you. This is so much fun. We, we have found a new trait for you. You are great at reading podcast ads. This is absolutely fantastic. So... Uh, this past Easter, I got to wear the resurrection socks, and like I saw, no one ever compliments me on how I look because I look like this. I got so many compliments for those socks. Now, granted, it was only a picture of my of my feet and and socks. You have area. really nice ankles. It's true. Wow, that's a strange thing to say. Thank well, you. You're welcome. I appreciate. They that. are lovely. Uh, the NFL scouts told me the NCAA <laughs> scouts told me the same thing. That you have good ankles. Yeah. Especially like, adorned with Jesus. This, this is why. Yes. That's what they said. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fast white person. Must be adorned by Jesus. Uh, well, you too can be adorned by Jesus. If you go to ForteCatholic.com slash socks. S-O-C-K-S. You can get 15% off your next order. And you too can finally be cool. Like I was finally cool for one day. Make your feet faithful. Make, make your feet fun again. <laughs>
Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am still Taylor Schroll. My evil twin has not yet taken over today. But some would say that my evil twin, if they existed, would sound just like this. Hey, hey. <laughs> that is Allison <laughs> Sullivan, my co-host for the day, who gave me these glaring eyes as she sadly did what I asked her to do uh-huh. when I pointed at her with my hands that you can't see because this is all audio. You, you know who else's hands you can't see? Allison's. She dances every time. Every time. The music out. never gets old, Taylor. I commend you. You know what you know what people do say gets old? The ads in between oh. the, the podcast. Yeah. So I'm well. I'm recording new ones today. <gasps> really? Yeah, absolutely. It's gonna be an absolute blast. I've never S- been more exciting. excited. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. So uh speaking of things I'm excited for, you you do this podcast thing that, that we've talked about before. It's actually yeah. like the it's how you came onto the show for the first time. For sure. Onto this yeah. show. Mm-hmm. Because we're like, let's talk about your show. Uh, because like I'm I'm very loving and self-sacrificial. I'm, I want to be like, hey, audience, go away and go to Dota yeah. Allison. <laughs> and then all of my female audience did. Are you happy? <laughs> that is not true. Okay, one of them stayed. Thanks, mom. <laughs> okay, but but Sinner Saint Sister, if you're interested, just saying. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Sinner Saint Sister uh, is your podcast. I don't know if I've talked about it yet. I, w- I went on. Like, it came out last week. I don't yeah. know if I've talked. Maybe I have talked about it on this show. I don't know. It was know. a great episode. Tired. I it loved was, it. It was fun. So g- go check out. Uh, only listen to my episode. That's how we'll, <laughs> that's how we'll do this. Uh, Sinner Saint Brother is what, we, is what we called that one because I'm a man. Yes. A real Real man. Yes, and you are the third man on the show. Right? Yeah, yeah. Still yeah. sad by about that. Let's, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was good. I I really wanted to be first. Oh, I've been on this Sinner Saint Sister game way before those other. You two know what? Have. You were a really loyal listener, and I really appreciated that. Oh, okay. Just a listener. Well, what do you mean? The amount of work I put into your podcast to help oh, get started. Oh, you're right. Oh, my gosh. That was so rude of me. You're so right. Gosh. Whatever, I, like, Taylor. You're just a listener at this point. Call you in the middle of the night. Help. Yes. You know. Uh, okay. So okay. you started- I started a podcast because I am surrounded by the most humble, insightful people. And as we were we just talked about me coming on, <laughs> you can't say things like that. <laughs> it's like I'm immediately discredited. Oh wait, 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 wait! The other people are humble. I'm insightful. That's what you meant. Okay. Okay. Um, but as I was, we were living life together and sharing details of life and how we had lived life deeply. It was like I just everybody needs to hear this. I mean, I was having such wonderful conversations. So like, come sit with me in my closet and let me put a microphone in your face and let's. Push publish. And so that's how the, the the podcast came to be. And what I was realizing was happening is that God works so beautifully within relationship. And so there was something about getting up close to stories that was really reconciling people, that was really bringing people together. As you know, I'm a convert. And so I love my Protestant roots and um, everything that I you know, learned about celebration and joy of the gospel. And then I love That's my... where you're contrarian. We talked earlier in the show about you being contrarian. Yes. That's where it comes from. Mm-hmm. You're just constantly Maybe. protesting. <laughs> just protesting yeah. all the time. <laughs> um, but I love my Catholic home too. And so the Lord 
pierced my heart for unity. Unity became very important to me. And then, you know how when something's true with a capital T, it's true everywhere? So it was like I had this great desire to see Catholics and Protestants worship God together. And then I started to have a desire to see unity across um, not just denominational lines, but racial lines and gender lines and age lines. You know, So, so unity be- started to become a really important thing in my life. And so the live recording, which I was initially resistant to because I love me a good edit. You know what I mean? Like I, <laughs> a live recording sounds kind of scary to me. Um, but a friend had the idea and I said, fine, if Taylor will help me put it together because the, you know, the technical aspects seemed really hard. And so we've had this Hashtag is, more than a listener, yeah, more than a listener. <laughs> yes. Um, but this is the third one. And so this one feels especially vulnerable because it's about race. So I'm just choosing to, you know, get up and talk about arguably the most divisive thing in our history. <laughs> and so, um, but it's important. It feels really important. Everything is fever pitched right now. And so it feels like an important conversation to have. I've invited some really transcendent prophetic voices to turn the microphone over. I'm obviously no expert uh, when it comes to racism. So just turning the microphone over uh, to people who are bridge builders and peacemakers and have a lot of hope for us as God's church. So yeah. My favorite part about about this is about all the live recordings you've had. It was about, it's always been about unity. Mm-hmm. So the first two mm-hmm. were focused on like Catholic Protestant unity. Mm-hmm. And this one is like racial unity. Like right. what are the biggest things that divide us in the church? It's Protestant Catholic and life, like you're, you're right. It's probably race. Like yeah. that, it's a very high argument yeah. that somebody could make. And I think most people don't talk about it because it's a scary conversation to have. I could mess up. I could say something wrong. And right. I, I mean, I totally, I totally feel that. I get that. Uh, and then uh, another friend of mine's podcast, who I also, who's I also edit, uh, but they probably just call me listener too. Um, they said. They, they did a, a podcast on like homosexuality mm-hmm. and ministry, mm-hmm. and it was not a perfect conversation. Right. And they admitted yes. that at the beginning, yes. and they were right. Like it wasn't oh, a, a, so a, 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 a perfect conversation, yeah. but they tried. Exactly. It's two people who like genuinely have are genuinely connected to God, genuinely yes. like care about this issue. It's like somebody needs to talk about it. Absolutely. Because then people can start coming out of the woodworks. It's like, actually, when you Amen. said this, it meant this. And I and I think like that same kind of thing yes. with you is like you're bringing in people with differing perspectives and people that can speak into this thing. And hopefully it's not a, like we none of us expect the conversations about race or Protestant Catholic or homosexuality to be conversation enders, but conversation starters. Absolutely. And racism is such an awful, ugly thing that we refuse to examine it. But I'm convinced that if we could just be a little kinder with ourselves, a little more gentle than we could come to some truths a little easier because nothing's going to change until it becomes what it is. But we're so afraid of being labeled a racist that we have these unexamined biases. And so we refuse to engage. And I am convinced that when our discomfort is so great that we refuse to have the conversation, then an enemy wins. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. So um, people are coming in locally, but they're also coming in from from all over the place. So where is it? When is it? And 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 what how do people get there? Yes. So it is April 30th. It's a Tuesday night. It's going to start at seven and it will be over at 10. It's at the Grand Stafford Theater and tickets are ten dollars. Come listen. Is it going to be perfect? No. 
but it's a start. It's a conversation yeah. starter. Right here in Brian. And 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 uh I went to the I mean I've been to both of them, but the last one was so much fun at Grand Stafford. Like there's mm-hmm. a there's a bar yeah. which was fun. Even that old That's, story tells I mean even that old bar tells a story. I yeah. loved so like, that place I'm so much. Sitting in the back, have a drink, sitting with Matt mm-hmm. Reggett, who's been on the show before, a good friend of yours, who was one of the mm-hmm. one of the uh, speakers that night. Uh, it was just an absolute blast for me. So, and then obviously for the people who who can't make it, they can listen to it absolutely in in two weeks, three weeks, something That's like right. that. Yep. On Sin Sister, the the season three finale, season four, season four finale, yeah. season four finale on Center Saint Sister. It won't be it won't be as cool as obviously the last episode that released with me. Mm-hmm. But well, you yeah, know, whatever. Yeah, right. Whatever, whatever. So I'm convinced that if we could just get our information knee to knee from other people instead of social media. Um, it would be a really great start to some change. Wait, social media isn't the way to change the world? <laughs> Is that not a thing? All the spin, all the bias. Wait, no. Wait. So okay. So what's the what's the one thing you want people to walk away from? I just went. I really believe that Bryan College Station is ground zero for revival. I've been saying that. I just think that we have what it takes in, in this town where every church is on fire to really be a city on a hill. I think that we can come together in this community and be a model and the ripple effects of change. God is doing something new. I like how you consider the Brazos Valley a city on a hill. It's like we're <laughs> quite literally Fair. in a valley, but we can be. God is about top. paradox, Taylor. Paradox. Maybe you haven't heard. <laughs> Maybe I haven't. Maybe you're right. <laughs> well, come. Well, I love it. So, hey, uh, th- thank you guys for listening to today's show, Allison. Thanks for coming in on a, on Easter Monday morning as we record. I this. love it. I love being here with you. I love the things that come up. The th- some things we plan, a lot of things we don't. <laughs> always a good time. Well, I always have a plan, and then usually we talk. I about derail other it. Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's great. It, it's real life. I love it. I love our conversations, guys. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. For everything Forte Catholic, speaking, music, past shows, uh, top shows ever, F-O-R-T-E Catholic.com. I'll be back next week. Say it! Allison! Taylor. Yes? I'm upset with you. <laughs> okay. Well, you know where else you're upset with me? <laughs> Over on Patreon.com/slash no Forte Catholic. All of our conversations that happen before the show, after the show, in between segments, bonus hours of content with Allison Sullivan. All of our great guests, all of our co-hosts. It is so much fun. You can get more. The show continues. The show must go on. I really wish I had a delete button. Well, you don't. On your show, you do. You can make me say whatever you want. On my show, I can make you say whatever I want. For t- not for t- whatever. Patreon.com slash Forte Catholic. Go do it, and you can listen to Allison yell at How me some more. Taylor embarrasses his guests. Love you. Love you. Bye.